You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 182. Today, we're talking about how to unfunk yourself. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here, and thank you so friggin' much for tuning into another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, James Wedmore. We're here on this show. We talk about everything from mindset, the mental, emotional game, and spirituality, everything from the inside out of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur today. And we're going to talk about funks. If you've been in a funk, if you're in a funk, if you like to get funky down at Funky Town, this is the episode for you. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. Real quick, I want to do some shout outs to some of our listeners who have uh, been so kind to share their reviews over on iTunes. Mother Like a Boss says this is truly a life-changing show. I wait each week impatiently for the next episode. Thank you so much. Bug Bowl says, great podcast. I don't have a digital business, but this podcast is very good advice. And, you know, I hear that more and more and more. We have so many listeners that are tuning in that are like, I don't have a business. I'm not a business owner. I don't ever plan on being an entrepreneur, but I listen to this podcast. And if that's you, I just want to thank you and acknowledge you. I'm really just for keeping an open mind. You know, it's funny because like my experience has been that entrepreneurship itself is like the breeding ground. It's the playground for the ultimate course in personal development. And we can also add to that spiritual development. You know, there's times we got to question everything, our sanity, our faith, our emotions, our thoughts, all of that. You know, the topics that we talk about are obviously universal. So I want to Just welcome and and let you know that you're welcome here. You're welcome here in the MYB club. Even if you don't have a business or never plan on one, you're all welcome here. And Autumn Schultz, just want to thank you as well. I really enjoy listening to the advice outlined in each episode of this podcast. It's easy to tell that James and his guests are experts with a lot of experience to share with us. 10 out of 10. Well, thank you, Autumn. I really appreciate that. So I'm really excited right now because I got some things coming up. As you know, I just got back from Africa. I've got a trip to Fiji coming up. So pumped for that. This is a year in the making. This is like a surfer's bucket list. Like I'm going with some friends and one of the friends is getting surf lessons and the surf instructor is like, he would like kill to go to Fiji. And we're just like, yeah, we're going to Fiji. (laughs) It's like no big deal. And this is like every surfer's dream. And the, the place we're going is an island off the coast of Fiji with, it only houses, it's such a small island. It's like, imagine the size of a football in the middle of the ocean football field not a football (laughs) size of a football field and you're living on this football field and everything else around you is water and reef and waves different break on every different side of the island it only fits about 25 people and so we're gonna there's about a group of 10 of us i believe that are that are going 10 total and i'm gonna be there for seven days this is actually gonna come back into the episode as part of the the content i want to share about today but i'm so pumped and so excited like this really is like bucket list like 
I wouldn't say once in a lifetime because I'm going to probably go back, but so few people get this opportunity and I'm so excited, <laughs> so excited. And we also, right before I go, we have our next level coaching group, our retreat for our clients. And I'm actually really pumped for that as well, because even though everyone that's in that, in that group, they're all online experts, they're coaches, they're course creators, etc., And they've come to us for a lot of marketing and business training. This event is really geared specifically, really more to, I mean, what we would, you guys know, I don't love that word mindset, but it really is a look inward and is much more a transformational breakthrough event and workshop that we're really excited. So that's what's so exciting. And I just, I just love working with our next level members because they all are on board with that. They know that the, you know, that entrepreneurship is an inside job. They know that the more they work on themselves, the more they, they grow, the more they let go of the fears and the doubts and step into their vision, the more their business is going to grow, you know, that you're the weakest link, which means you also have the opportunity to be the strongest link. And when you grow, your business grows. And so we're going to be doing a lot of really fun activities with them at that retreat. So if you're not following me on Instagram, you might as well do that by now. Jeez, if you haven't already, because I'm going to be sharing a lot of behind the scenes and stories and good times, good times with that. Okay, so I want to get into today's episode, if you'll allow me to. This is an episode around how to get out of a funk. And I'm actually going to say I really intended this to be for someone who's to listen to this while they're in a funk. So, you know, I know so many of our listeners, that means you, listen every week, every Monday. It's part of your routine. And I'm just like so grateful for that. So thank you. This might not be relevant for you right now. Like I might, I'm kind of sitting here saying like, only listen to this if you really are in a funk. But if you get them a lot, you kind of find like you're always falling off the horse or whatever. I don't know. You could listen to it now. You could wait until you're in the funk. If you know somebody that's kind of in a funk right now, you could also send this episode to them and say, listen to this by the end of the day. You got to listen to it. Because that's the first thing is that it's pretty unavoidable if you ask me. Like, I don't think there's too many people that have been in business, been an entrepreneur, just been in life for any long amount of time that didn't at least get in the funk for a little bit, even if it was for like an afternoon, right? And I've had a few of these funks and I started to notice one kind of come creeping up on me rather recently. And I've just like, no, you know, like the whole know thyself. Like I just know myself enough today and there's enough mindfulness in my life that I like caught it. Abraham Hicks, we actually went to an Abraham Hicks workshop recently and they always use that analogy of like stopping the car early when it, before it rolls down a hill, right? At the top, it's got so much less momentum than it does when it's like at the bottom, you know, what is it? Force equals mass times acceleration. Oh, physics got an A in that. Loved, I loved physics, like learning about velocity and vectors and stuff. I don't know. That was my jam. I loved physics. It's really fun. Anyways, where were we? Yes, being in a funk. And I noticed myself stopping it early. You might not have done that. And you might be here listening right now and you're like, I'm so in a funk. And maybe you don't call it a funk. You know, maybe you're not really calling it funky. But what do I mean by a funk? What I mean is like, you just feel off your game. You feel blah. Maybe you don't have the energy that you used to. 
the extra hop in your step or whatever those young kids say. Maybe you're even starting to question things like everything, like what you're doing, you know, like what the heck am I freaking doing? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I posted that. Why am I doing this? Right. All those questions. Maybe you're like kind of irritable. Maybe you're just getting easily triggered. Like everything's kind of starting to bother you. Like the person that cut you off in traffic this morning or whatever. Right. Maybe you're notice you're starting to become less productive than you usually are. But there's a part of you that's saying, this is just not me. I'm not in my flow and I can't seem to get in my flow. You know, there's probably also no motivation. Like your motivation or your inspiration tank is on empty. The passion has waned. The candle, the light, the flame, it's gone out, snuffed. There's like no desire to even do anything. That's funk. That's like, you're the mayor of funky town. There might even be a part of you that doesn't even want to be listening to this right now. And you're kind of just like, shut up already or tell me what to do. (laughs) Tell me what to do or shut up. (laughs) No? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. First off, the fact that you are listening to this episode, even if you're like, I've got no motivation right now. Just none. I can't. I can't even listen to this guy. I'm going to let you sit in this for a little bit, by the way. So I'm just kind of drawing it out. But here's the thing. The fact that you are listening to this episode means that there's at least a part of you that does have some motivation. Or at least, you know, you're not in this state of learned helplessness. That you're a little motivated or there is a desire there to get out of the funk. To like fix this. Right? So you're listening. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to hear what I'm saying. Now, if you do even have 1% motivation to like unfunk yourself, here's the first thing I'd like you to look at. I want you to notice what you've been telling yourself about being in a funk. Like, what does it mean that you're in a funk? What does it mean about you? What does it mean about what's possible for you? that you're in a funk. Chances are you've been judging it. You've been making being in a funk or feeling this way wrong or bad. So let's start there. If that's you, right? Like, oh God, it's almost like this. It's like a fly you're trying to swat away, but you can't. It's like, stop it. Like, I don't want to be in a funk, right? It's like you're trying to push this thing away. Well, how's that working for you? <laughs> First off, is that working? No, probably not because you're, you're still listening, right? Well, the real question is, is what do we really hope to gain? Or what do you hope to gain by making it wrong or bad? Doesn't that just make you feel worse? Right? Like, this is what we call a shame sandwich. That's what I call shame. What are you having for lunch today? Uh, yes, I'll take one order of the shame sandwich with a side of funk and extra curly fries on the side. It just makes you feel worse. Like, you just feel bad for being in a funk. That just makes you funkier. Right? So, <laughs> we've heard that phrase, what you resist persists. You're resisting it. So how much longer do you think you're going to remain in a funk if you keep beating yourself up about it? No, no, no. Food for thought. Now, 
let's look at it this way. I get it, you don't want to be in funk. I get the title is unfunk yourself. But let's ask this question. Do you really think that this is permanent? Have you ever been in a funk before? Yeah, we all have, right? We've all been in a funk before. I know, I've had plenty of funks. They don't last. They're not permanent. Quite frankly, nothing is. I firmly believe that life is about constant, the only thing constant, right? You've heard this before. Only thing constant in life is change. So we already know that this isn't permanent. It's not going to last. It's not. You know that because nothing's permanent. Change is the only constant. And if you've had a funk before, then you have evidence that it doesn't last. So this really isn't an issue about falling off the horse, falling off your flow, and then beating yourself up for it, making it wrong or making yourself wrong because we all fall off the horse. We all have bad days or a bad week. We all have funks. The part of this is, is you might be thinking you're the only one that has this just because the people around you aren't in a funk right now, that you're the, you're the only one <laughs> ever that's broken, right? So this is an issue about falling off the horse. This is really an issue about, so how do we get back on? What's the strategy for getting back on? And knowing that we're going to always fall off the horse, it's just about how quickly are we willing to get back on? So here's the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, and it's going to be quite counterintuitive. It's going to feel very counterintuitive. And that is, I would like you to give yourself permission to be in a funk, to be in the funk and to just feel the funk, just welcome it all in. Like instead of resisting it, instead of judging it, instead of it making it wrong, just accept it, like almost embrace it. Like love it. Like actually be kind of excited about it. Like just own it. You already know it's not permanent, but giving yourself permission doesn't actually perpetuate it like you might logically think. In fact, as you do this, as you give yourself permission to be human, to have bad days, to not have it all together all the time, we can actually start to look at where is the benefit in this? Where is the good for you in this funk time? <laughs> right? Where's the positive aspects? Seriously. This is a time when you're in a funk to slow down, to not work. That might be the message coming through for you. Like, stop working so much. Rest. Chill the F out. This might be a time to reflect, you know, just take a break. I don't know. However, if you're going to be as unproductive as I, I've been there, you're just like, you're so unproductive in, when you're operating from funk, right? So you might as well not work because it's just going to take you 10 times longer. So the thing you could be really productive in is like chilling out. That's cool. <laughs> Do that. But there's good in this. There really is. So that's my first step for you. That's a big piece of this. An invitation to give yourself permission to feel the funk fully. Now you can give yourself a time limit on it. You can say, I'm just going to feel it for the rest of the day. That's fine too. And look for the good. Now the next thing that I want you to remind yourself of is that you obviously know what not being in a funk is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been judging this as wrong or bad. 
Because if it was all you knew, you'd have nothing to compare it to. So you obviously know what not being in a funk is. Which means you can take a moment right now and imagine a time when you weren't in a funk. Maybe you could think back to a time when you were in a total flow state. What did that feel like? And where did you feel that? Notice if you can start to bring yourself back there now. And realize that you can recall a memory or a feeling of you being in a more productive or flow state at any moment, including this one right now. So I want to take a moment with you and give you some practical and maybe some not so practical strategies and tips for, you know, unfunking yourself if you've given yourself permission. The first is to consider that when I've noticed that I've been in a funk, a lot of times it's had to do with overworking. Too much of a good thing. You know, I love what I do. And it's been easy for me in the past to get super wrapped up in it. Like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do more of that. And, blah, 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 blah. and like, I want you to imagine it's like a super hot, sunny day. You're walking down the street and here's these cute little kids selling lemonade for a quarter. And there it is, this big glass of delicious lemonade. Oh, so good. You flip that coin to them. I don't know if it's still a quarter, right? Probably like five bucks today for a glass of lemonade. Here you go, kid. And you, you flip them the coin. Keep the change. And you, you, just, you just gulp down that lemonade. Just like, oh my gosh, this guy's so weird. Why is he making all these sound effects? And then... They ask, would you like another? Oh my God, hell yeah, I'd like another. And you have your second glass. Would you like another? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll have a third. Another? How many glasses of lemonade before you never want to take another sip of lemonade for the rest of your life? There is such thing as too much of a good thing, right? Law of diminishing returns. You realize that can happen even with the things that you're most passionate about. Even when it's in your zone of genius, the thing you were put here on your planet to do. Yes, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Especially when the work that you do is like in front of a laptop sitting down. Like sitting down all day, being in front of a computer, you know, the radiation, all that stuff. Like, yeah. It's meant to do it all day long. So that might be something to look at. Are we overworking? And when we're overworking, which one of our cups are not getting filled? Like, where are we not recharging and refilling in our lives? What's missing? Like, even just time alone, even just like some freaking peace of mind and rest and, you know, like physically, which we'll get into that a little bit. Now, I want to talk about energy leakage on an energetic level, because this is something I've noticed in myself absolutely, especially as being an introvert and especially being like an online influencer. I don't actually call myself that, but you being an online influencer, I've never actually said, yeah, I'm an online influencer, but an internet person that like has an audience of other humans that you may want to consider that if you have an email list, if you have a Facebook group, if you've got customers, like they 
are vampires. And I'm not saying it in a bad way necessarily, like to judge you or judge them, but like they want you. So they are kind of leeching onto your energy on a energetic level. And when you're not mindful of that, when you're not protecting that, when you're not doing things to sever those ties, to keep a boundary, when you're not doing things to recharge that energy, you're not even going to know it. And then you're just going to be, boom, tapped dry. And you're going to feel it. And that might be something that's happening. Because that's something that has absolutely happened to me. And as soon as I check in and look at that, I can do the right things to begin recharging that energy. Okay? But you want to start to notice if that might be happening. It might be happening a little too much. And that's a big topic in and of itself, right? You know, also speaking a little bit about like energy draining is when we don't have like completion or we need to clean up stuff with people in our lives. If there's like a fight you've had with someone close to you and things are unresolved, that can weigh on us. That mental emotional drainage can be really, really heavy. And that might be something to look at as well. I might actually be the reason you're like, that is exactly why I'm in a funk. Or it might be something not so obvious. Like maybe that happened and you've been burying yourself in work to distract you from that. Right. And the thing is, with this, as I found in my life, is that if you're in a place where things are unresolved with someone in your life, chances are they're unresolved because we're in a game of trying to get to the top of right mountain. It's kind of like, remember that like game King of the Hill, right? Or King of the Mountain. I don't know. What was it? I don't know. But you know, you like everyone's fighting to get to the top right? I'm king of the mountain, king of the hill, whatever it was. And this is like king of right mountain. And this happens in relationships. This happens with friends, family, where one person did something and the other person felt hurt or wronged. And so they're like, oh, I'm not right anymore. (laughs) I felt wronged. And so they need to make the other person wrong so they can be right. And so there can only be one person at the top of right mountain. So we've got to push the other person down. And then what both people do is, you know what? I'm going to go over on my right mountain and you can go over there on your right mountain and we'll just not talk to each other and we won't have a relationship. And what I'm suggesting is that when we do that, when we're more focused on being right and at the top of our little right mountain, that can actually cost us in terms of a lot of our mental, emotional energy. It can cost us obviously in the relationship as well. I mean, it is costing us in the relationship. And if that relationship really matters to you, it's affecting you. But notice how we become more concerned about just like having our ego be right and looking good or not looking bad than that relationship and the mental, emotional drain and weight that it will have on us every single day. And this is an opportunity for us to be like, it really doesn't matter if I'm at the top of some right mountain. It really doesn't matter if I'm take the blame for this or if I have to be called wrong or I have to, you know, I have to say to the other person, you're right. What matters is that relationship. And what also matters is like my mental and emotional health. 
And that might be an area to look at to perhaps see if there's any cleaning up that needs to get done with people in your life. All right, let's move on to the next one. Whew, gosh, it's all heavy in here. <laughs> I thought you were going to unfunk us. Okay, next thing. This is so easy. Change up your environment. Oh my goodness, your external environment. I've always noticed my external environment has an effect on me. Like, that's why I love Laguna. I love the environment. But some days I'm just not feeling inspired in my office. Going to a coffee shop, working from home, working somewhere different, just being somewhere different can really shake things up. Okay? But not just our external environment in terms of like where we work and where we play and where we eat. Actually, but yeah, where we eat as well. Like trying new restaurants, going somewhere different, breaking the routine. This is what I really want to encourage you to do is do something completely different in your habit. Notice the habits. Notice the regular places. Look at the routine and do the different. Go to a new place. Try a new menu or a new meal on the menu. Do different. I also absolutely want to suggest here movement. This is a big one. Physical movement. Even if you're like, I am so uninspired to move. I don't care. Try something and try something different and try something that kind of would motivate you. Like, I don't want to go to the gym. Great. Don't go to the gym. What would you be? Maybe a walk, maybe a hike, maybe a bike ride, maybe a skateboard something, anything, do it. So not just moving, which I think is really key to get the energy moving, but different movement. I've noticed myself burnt out on the gym in the past. Great. I'll just go do something completely different and don't make it hard. Make it easy. If, if it's like mountain biking means you got to go get your bike out of storage and drive 30 minutes, but you got to use your friend's truck. Don't go mountain biking or use your neighbor's bike or just you know, use your kids bike. <laughs> it's a little pink bike with the little streamers. No, but make it easy. Like, why do we keep making things so much harder? Find the easy wins. Going for a walk right now is easy. You might be walking right now. Hello. I'm always looking for the light and the easy. Okay. But we got to shake some things up. We got to stir some things up. Move some energy around. Okay, now the last thing I want to talk about is this idea of creating a new future. I've always been really fascinated with this concept and this idea that part of who you are today in this moment and like how you show up in this moment is partly affected by your future. And actually, more accurately, it's your belief or expectancy of the future. Like what you expect to happen in the future is affecting you today or your belief about the future is having an impact on you in the present. So perfect example. I am freaking pumped for Fiji. You know that. I keep talking about it. But it's like T minus seven days. And every day, the excitement is building. When I noticed that, I used it. I used it to my advantage. The first thing I did is when I noticed myself starting to get really excited and the anticipation built, I used it to motivate my workout regimen. Let me explain. Here's what I told myself, and I kind of knew it was a lie. It's not a lie. It's just like I created a game in my head and it worked. And here's what it was. I mean, and this is what I'm always doing. I'm constantly looking 
for ways that work for me. And I go, great, that really worked. Okay, so here's what I said to myself. I am going on a surf bucket list dream trip. Like there will be surfers that will save for years and hope that one day they'll have a chance to go surf these waves. These are some of the like most desired waves on the planet. And I'll be there for a week. This is what was going through my head. And I said, if I'm not in my best shape for these waves, that means that I will spend more time resting up and recovering when I could be out there surfing. So if I was in better shape now or better shape when I got there, then I'd get more surf time. Pretty logical argument, right? So I created a series of workout regiments and just games to motivate me to work out and push myself a little bit harder and a little bit longer and to even eat a little better so that I could be in the best shape possible for Fiji. Like that was easy. I just kind of linked the two. Like (laughs) I just like, if I work out a little bit harder, do a little bit more and like get in a little bit better shape and that I've been doing two surf sessions a day, been doing yoga twice a week, I've been eating cleaner, and then I've been working out about twice a week, like either weights or, or like some interval training, right? And like when I've surfed two times a day, like sometimes like three hours at a time, and that's all being driven by that right there. But notice too, as this trip gets closer, I'm getting more excited. I have more anticipation. And it's because there's an expectancy of what's gonna happen in the future that this is going to be this awesome thing that's coming. And that might be something to look at. What are you looking at out into the future? What do you expect is going to happen in the future? Do you have something you're not looking forward to? Do you have something you're dreading? Because that's going to put most people in a funk. That's going to bum a lot of people out. And so that might be something to look at. And the thing is this, if it's happening out in the future, it hasn't happened. Then how do you know what is going to happen? See, I know I'm going to Fiji, but that's not what's driving my or affecting my present state right now of getting excited. What's driving that is my belief about how that trip is going to go. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. Ah, I'm fairly certain, but it's still a belief. Why is it a belief? Because I can't tell the future. I don't know for a fact, and neither do you. That might be something to look at. How many times do you get to the end of a trip or a vacation and you're like, oh, I got like a 20 hour flight back home. I'm not excited. I'm dreading that. Your state totally changes. Why? Because your expectancy of the future dictates your present state. What out in your future do you have a story about, about how it's going to go for you. And is that affecting you today? Does that have something to do with this? If not, how could we change that? How could we put something that is out in your future that you could totally expect is going to be awesome and amazing? Could be a trip, could be a concert, could be like a fun party or something you plan. It's not like you got to go do all those things. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to put this in the calendar and then start focusing on getting excited about that. But notice, notice how much your present state right now in this moment can be affected by the story you're telling yourself about how something's going to go out in the future. It's not the event. Like it may be inevitable that I'm going to Fiji. It may be inevitable that you have to go to the DMV. 
But that's not what's bumming you out. It's what you're saying about that. It's what you think will happen. Oh, I've got to wait in line for five hours, James. Like that's definitely happened. Okay, great. Well, if you guys listened earlier on my podcast, I told a story about how I waited in the DMV line for seven and a half hours. I think it was something like that. It might've been longer. I loved every second of it. I brought my Kindle, reading all this stuff, went to the beach. No joke. It's great. It's an awesome day. Seriously. I mean, I don't want to do it all the time, but I got a motorcycle license out of it. Totally worth it. People are like, why don't you book an appointment? The appointment would have been three plus months out. I was like, screw it. I'll read. I was on social media, talking to my customers and clients. It's good. It was all good. So there you go. Some things to look at to help you unfunk yourself. I'm going to ask that you try all of these. They're all pretty easy to do, but the first one and the biggest one is really just freaking love yourself and give yourself permission to be in the funk. Just own it, accept it, be it. Let it run its course. Don't be afraid that, oh my gosh, I'm going to stay like this forever. You already know you're not going to. And maybe even just by the end now at this episode, for some of you, I definitely know that'll be the case. For some of you, it might take you a little bit longer, but you might already be at a place where you don't feel like you're in as much of a funk now as you were at the beginning of this episode. If so, that's awesome. If not, that's fine too. What are you making that mean? What are you shaming yourself about that for? Give yourself permission. Start to look at where you might be overdoing it. Too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing, right? Are you on empty with your energy? Are people sucking you dry? Have you been putting yourself last again? Do you have any relationships that just need some cleaning up that have kind of been weighing on you? Have you been shaking up your environment, trying new things, doing new things, experiencing new things, even just changing habits and behaviors, the way you go to work, as simple as that. And have you started to put things out in your future that get you lit up and excited? I hope this helped. I know this has helped me tremendously unfunk myself. And I think I can do the same for you. So again, thank you so much for listening. You know, it really is inevitable as an entrepreneur, the ups and the downs, the things not always going our way, taking longer, the breakdowns, like business is a series of problems over and over and over again. Problem, 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 solution, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, 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 solution, problem. And you're going to get better and better at being with those problems. You're going to get better at solving those problems. You're going to get better at welcoming those problems because you know it's an inevitable part of doing business. You, my friend, are a professional problem solver. Funks are unavoidable. So this isn't really an issue of, oh my gosh, I fell off the horse. This is just, how fast would you like to get back on? Hopefully the answer is, right freaking now. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on another episode next time on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be, so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.